Hi, I'm Amanda Joyce. And I'm Devin Hayes. And today's topic is five expensive Google Ads mistakes to avoid. And here's why you should care. Uh, it's costing you money and customers. It's pretty, pretty simple. Welcome to Trade Secrets, where we demystify digital marketing to help contractors get the most bang for their marketing bucks. This is for you if you're a contractor looking for actionable marketing insights. Learn from home services industry experts to elevate your business through simplified marketing strategies. Let's dive into today's trade secret. Okay, so I know this is like your whole world, Amanda. Like this is so far out of my um, realm of... (laughs) I don't know, not understanding, but I'm, this is just not where I, where, where it's not my lane. Um, so before we like jump into today's like five costly mistakes, which you, um, very beautifully put together, uh, what is going on for like 2023 Google ads? Like what's the landscape? What's changing? Like what are, I don't know. I just, <clears throat> I don't um, yeah. stay as, you know, in the know on that. And so I'm just kind of like, what's happening? I don't yeah. know. So, I mean, there's always a ton of stuff changing over there. Um, a, an ongoing theme we've seen over the last couple of years that we're continuing to see is new ways for them to automate things and encourage audit, encourage advertisers to just kind of hand over the reins a little bit more and a little bit more and kind of allow their AI to manage campaigns on advertisers' behalf. And as you can imagine, that is most in Google's best interest. In some cases, it can work well for an advertiser, but in some cases, it it definitely benefits the um, ad platform over the advertiser. So, um, so like, so that's where Google they're just like, <clears throat> you missed out on this many leads or impressions, but if you let us automatically increase your bidding or whatever, I don't know if I'm using the right kind of terminology there, but yeah, that's so kind of can, what they're yeah. They'll go in and have you, there's all kinds of different automations you can pick. You can say that you want them to optimize for cost per conversion, and then you can set the cost you want to go for, and then they use their AI to try to get you there. They don't always hit it, but, but, and when you turn all that stuff on, bidding is no longer available. They bid for you. So it like turns off all your, your, you know, all of those little levers and you just say via Codios and let let them do it. So, and so um, sorry, so to so in 2023, they're kind of just pushing for more of that automation and kind of like stripping the control out of out of, you know, the advertisers hands. Yeah. And they have been doing it for a long time. And the recommendations in the interface, it's always like encouraging you to turn turn this AI on, turn this automation on. And it's just continuing. So an example of that we're seeing mm-hmm. is the people that are running Google local campaigns that have all, always historically been really you you give them a few assets and they run with it anyway now they're actually going to later on this year turn them into their google max performance campaigns which is just google keeps rebranding things <laughs> so okay so i'm a yeah sorry total lay person over here so local what are what are google local campaigns versus like a google ad so a Google local campaign is, you know, it does allow you to show up in the in in the maps pack, or if you click into the the maps results, you can see that ad there. Um, they oh, okay, so actually, that's like when you see, I got you. So on the maps results, there's like the little ad above, or like the local three pack. There is um, sometimes ads right in there. Those are 
local campaigns. For local campaigns. Not to be mistaken with Google local service ads, which is the Google guaranteed. Exactly. All these Google brands. So anyway, we, I don't okay, want to, yeah. for fear okay. of making yeah, people's heads swim, I don't want to like muddy the waters there. But, but at the end of the day, that's one of the, the offerings that they've had for a long time that they've really encouraged small business owners. So probably plenty of our listeners have probably run them in the past. If you're running one now, just know that they're going to rebrand it. It's going to be called a Google Max Performance Campaign. And it means there could be a few more bells and whistles in it. But later on this year, they're going to they're going to automatically switch you over if you're running a Google local campaign. So that's one of the newer things that one of the newer pieces of information that's come out. Um, they also announced that they're sunsetting the ads that a lot of people have run forever. Um, they're, they're text ads. Um, they're, they're getting rid of those and they're forcing everyone to use dynamic, which just means you give them like 10 titles and four descriptions and they shuffle them and decide what works best. So again, it's you giving them some reins and letting them, use their AI. So that's kind of oh the big gosh. news so out lots there. Going yeah. On. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, lots going on. But yeah. Today's topic, I'm like really excited to dive into this because this is the stuff I'm passionate about. This is a lot of times if we're talking to a, a potential customer or, you know, even just a friend that's running ads and wants me to take a quick peek. These are some of the like an immediate wins people can make in their campaign to just uncover some savings. Um, if you're not making these mistakes now, yay, good for you or good for your agency. But if you are, it's, you know, you can fix them, but um, and they can end up saving you a lot of money. So. Okay. Okay. So yeah, let's dive in. So number one, the number one, so again, going over the five costly mistakes you're making in Google ads, or hopefully that you're not making, but okay. So number one, uh, we have setting everything to broad match. What does that do? What does that mean? Okay. So broad match is their set, the automatic setting. If you put keywords, keywords in your account and you don't go change it, Google automatically makes it on broad match, which again, gives them a lot of creative leeway to decide how they're going to, if you say like, let's say an example would be like roofing contractor near me is the keyword you've put in your account on broad match. They could show it up. They could serve your ad for someone who types in roofing jobs near me or roofing jobs in your city name. If you don't have the word jobs, in your account as a negative. So when you say, you open it up and just put everything on broad match, you are definitely just kind of letting Google go and get really, really creative with how they're gonna match the keywords in your account with what they're gonna serve you for. And you're gonna, so you can end up having a lot of wasted spend. So if you have everything set on broad match, my tip three to take away today, go in and change most, if not all of those keywords to phrase match. Because if you change it from broad match to phrase match, then Google is going to have to stick much closer to the phrases in your campaign. They cannot use nearly as much creative leeway when they're showing your ads in the search results. So most simplistic form, check that out. Make sure you're not just running everything on phrase match. Beautiful. Okay. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, so that's tip number one. Tip number two. Yes. Uh, ooh. This one's ugly if you're not using landing pages. Yes. So we have covered this in a previous um, podcast episode. So go check it out if you if you want to learn more about the, the reasons why you use a landing page. But if you're currently not using landing page pages in your Google Ads account, quick win, easy, change that right now. <laughs> Work with whether it's your web developer, if you have somebody that you work directly with or your agency or whoever, make sure you're driving to landing pages. A landing page in its most simplistic form is a single one page 
page that doesn't have any navigation so people can't click out and get lost. It has a very clear call to action. And so it should reflect whatever you're offering in your ad. They land on the page. Ooh, it's the exact same, very similar, same verbiage. Trying to get them down to complete that lead form or complete that phone call. But it's crazy. It, it might seem like it doesn't matter, but if you're just driving people to your homepage, you are just throwing money away because people get to your homepage. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do next. The mindset of somebody that's clicking on a, a Google ad wants something very easy and simple. They want to fill out a lead form. They want to talk to somebody. If you send them into your web, into your, just into the ethos of your website, you could, you're really risking spending a lot of money on that click. They click around, look at a blog, look at this, look at that, click out, and then they're going to go click on the next ad that has an easy landing page, and that's who they're going to contact. So use landing pages. Yeah, it's crazy how many times this one I understand, folks. This one I get, but it's crazy how many people seriously drive to their homepage of of their websites and and just have no it's, idea. Like it's maddening. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's so sad. It makes me so sad that because it's truly just wasting money. And we talk to people that have agencies that they've worked with that they've even had to tell their agency, "Hey, should we use landing pages?" And that just it's just a must. It's right up there with building your campaign structure landing page is right there in like the essential components of an effective google ad campaign bam all right Hi. that was a that was that was a nice succinct uh tip there um <laughs> all right number three we have not checking your search query reports Ooh, this sounds provocative go on okay so this plays on number one when i was talking about broad match when you go into these search query reports, which you can just click on keywords and then you go click on search terms. Um, this is a treasure trove because this will tell you what keywords you're actually being served on versus you give Google 10 keywords that you consider that you want to show up on. And whether you have them on broad or phrase match, they will show you for variations of said 10 keywords. So you click on this and this tells you the exact search phrases that you are actually being served for. So it's a really quick way to identify if you are showing up for irrelevant terms like jobs, careers, free, things like that. And you can go in and add them as a negative. So next time that search query pops up, you won't be served for it. So it's a great way to identify terms, negative keywords you need to add to your account. And it's also a great way to identify keywords that maybe are driving phone calls or leads that you don't have in your, your list of 10 keywords that you want to show up for. And if they're listed in your list of 10, you get them for a cheaper click. So you need to constantly be looking at that search query report and doing hygiene on it, adding negatives where they need to be added and pulling good keywords from that and adding them to your actual campaign keywords. And I know- Okay, so I might just- yeah, like, let me, as the lay person here, uh, when you say negative, you keep saying negative, negative, what, what's like a negative, what does that mean? Like, what's it like a negative keyword? Is that what you're, what is that? So a negative keyword, when you build out a campaign, you put keywords in it, and then you also put negative keywords in it. Those are two very important components because, like I was talking about earlier, how Google will take some creative leeway with what they show you for. So negative keywords allow you to take a little bit of control back. So you can say like, I don't want to show up for phrases that have career in them or job or, you know, things like that. So that you're not spending money on keywords that clearly don't have any buyer intent. So it's just really important to add negative keywords in there to counterbalance. When you look in that, those search query reports and see an, an irrelevant 
keyword or one you don't want to pay for, you can go in there and add it as a negative and you'll never show up for it again. So that that's why the search query reports are so important. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. That's a great tip. That's a great tip. So tip number three was, um, or a mistake you're making is not checking your search query reports. Okay. Beautiful. All right. Tip number four, we have not using proper location settings. Uh, do tell. <laughs> okay. This is another default setting that Google has that can cost you so much money and just, it, it really honestly sucks that they do this. So they will automatically just default set any new campaign you set to you, when you set it, like, let's say you're targeting Phoenix. It will, you'll put Phoenix in as your target location and then this little sneaky checkbox down under advanced settings that you have to expand to even see it lets you choose whether you want to show to people that are actually typically in or around Phoenix or people that show interest in Phoenix. So if I am looking at, if I live in Seattle and I'm looking at vacationing in Phoenix, so I've been doing a lot of searches recently for Phoenix, and then I go look up a roofing company I could get served an ad from a Phoenix roofing company in Seattle. which <gasps> Dirty. Dirty and just waste people's money. So you can go in and look in your little geographic report and look, and you could be getting impressions all over the country. And it's one thing if your business is an all over the country business, but if you are a local contractor, you do not need to be paying for impressions and clicks in a city you do not serve. So yeah, make so- sure... You Especially because I clicked. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the setting again, the name of the setting that they're looking for, what is it called again? It's you're going to go under advanced location settings and then you get, to, there's a checkbox that you can pick between often tip in typically in or around because we have mobile phones. So that is a thing or shows interest in the location and you do not want to be, it'll default you to shows interest in the location and you want to click the box that says typically in or near the location. And that will save you. So much wasted spend. Yeah, especially for like contractor terms where they're like paying, I don't know, like an average. We've seen crazy, like we've seen like $250 for a click. So that's a very, very good tip. Okay, Uh, tip number five. And this one is, this one is a meaty, a meaty one, a juicy guy. Uh, Okay, not maximizing extensions. What does this mean? (laughs) Okay. So an extension, Google rolled out ad extensions and they just keep adding to them. So an ad extension is, there's all these new ways that you can continue to make your ads bigger to extend them. (laughs) So you want to maximize these extensions because naturally if you're paying for an ad and you could show up for like two headlines and a description, but you have the opportunity to show up for all of these additional things, why would you not do that? Because it makes your ad bigger and gives people more things to click on. So Oh yeah, taking up like more real estate like on this on the search engine results page. Exactly. Uh, it's like uh, making yourself known. Like how can you and I'm going to walk through some of the ones that really re, that really relate to contractors, but they've given you opportunities now with these extensions to not waste your ad text on some of this stuff that now you can use an extension to do. So Oh, um, very cool. Okay. Yeah. So first and foremost, the first one they ever rolled out were site link extensions. And those are things we see in organic too. But, you know, it's when you'll see like, a re- in this case, we're talking ad. So you'll see an ad text and then there'll be some links underneath it with a small descriptor underneath it. So you could have your main ad and then underneath it, maybe you um, 
you know, you know that a lot of people like to see project profiles. So maybe you build a landing page that shows project profiles and has a clear call to action on it. That could be one of your site links. You can build out, um, you know, a site link for, um, you know, several of your services. And that just gives you more and there's more opportunities for people to click. So maybe they looked up plumber near me, but what they really need is um, a plumber who can, you know, come, you know, help them with a bathroom remodel. So there could be a site link for that and they're gonna click through and you're gonna just basically make their user experience better. So site links, build those out, use them as much as you can. Next one, it's a call extension, which just like it sounds, it's adding your phone number and your ad. Again, that used to be something that back in the day, we would have to waste characters in our ad to like show a phone number. Uh Now you can just, now it's underneath your ad. And pro tip, if you do, do a call extension, make sure you go into conversions and set it so that you're tracking calls. And it's just a silly little setting. But if you do that, then Google will actually like, they'll record the phone call for you and they will, you can set it so it doesn't count a call that's like less than 60 seconds or less than two minutes. So you're not, when you're looking at your results later, you're not tapping yourself on the back and taking credit for all these things that you think are phone calls and they were maybe agencies not taking credit for the that either you know exactly exactly so it's a great way to actually really have have more oversight on the calls that you're getting from your your ads okay very cool yeah another one is a structured snippet which again if you go into you can google this talk to your agency whatever i I don't want to give you an mba in this but you can go in there and find there's a whole extension section in your adwords account and they all live in there Um, so structured snippets are, um, it's like you can add your service catalog. That's what I would tell pretty much anyone listening to us. That's what you would use it for. You can, there's a couple of different settings you can do. If you were like an e-commerce, there's a setting for it. But for, for our listeners, if you do service catalog, then you can list every service you have. So again, it's like getting those core keywords of what you do in front of your client without wasting your ads on it. So it could say roof replacement, roof repair, all that stuff. Um, image extensions is another one that's great. Like, you know, they're making that the ads results, um, much more visual now, or excuse me, just the results in general. So you can now add an image into your, um, to your ad, which obviously just draws the attention, draws the eye to it. So make sure you're taking advantage of those image extensions. Um, let's see here. Call out extensions. This is really like bragging rights. Again, we used to waste ad space on this where we'd be like, BBB accredited, you know, established 30 years ago, like all the reasons why Google you're great. five stars. Yeah. Yeah. All this stuff. Like where you just patting yourself on the back, use those call out extensions for that. So again, you're not wasting your, your ad space on that, on that kind of language. Another one that's like interesting um, is lead form extensions, which basically lets somebody fill out a lead right inside of your ad without, without ever clicking through, without calling you, just fill it out. Um, you can play around with it. The thing, you know, I mean, one thing that you have to keep in mind is they they like get stored inside your Google Ads account. So you have to be, if you're running those, you better be checking that every day to make sure one didn't come in and you didn't see it because it's not coming through to your website. But it's mm-hmm. one that you, you can you can test. Um, and then location extensions, that adds your address in there. It, it's a great way to like really and point out that you have that local footprint. And that's just a matter of there's a way in there underneath location to just connect it to your Google business profile and then you they'll start showing your your address underneath your ad. They don't show one thing to keep in mind with all of these is they won't won't necessarily show every one of them, but if you've maximized them and Google's in a good mood that day, they might show all of them or they might only show your site links or he might be they might be in a bad mood and show none of them, but you got to give them everything and then 
let their AI do what it wants. Well, that's good to know too, like that it doesn't, it won't always show it because like if I were a contractor, I have an agency and, you know, they're running the, my PPC for me and, or Google ads, you know, and I don't see them, see that like in an ad, I'd be like, Hey, I listened to this podcast that told me that we have all these extensions and all these things we should be doing and you're doing the bare minimum. Like, but really it's just that Google, um, they could be like, no. I don't want yeah, to. Not today. Yeah, not I don't today. Want we don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Or Maybe they want to show more ads and then less extensions. You know, it's just kind it's of all... depending. Okay. And it yeah. probably shifts by user too, because we all know Google tracks our behavior. So um, exactly. Maybe if you're prone to filling out those those lead forms in the ads, maybe they'd show you more of them. So, um, but yeah, that's that's a great point. If you are working with an agency, just reach out to them and ask them if they're maximizing them. Like, it's okay if you Google yourself and they don't all show up, but just make sure they're doing it. And if you're managing it yourself, get in there and spend the time in there. And it's a great way to, if you're kind of like, how am I supposed to use this? Just start looking up your competitors and see how they're using it and just make sure your ad is that much better than theirs, you know? So if they're using, if they're bragging about themselves, just brag louder and better. (laughs) Yeah, be I was gonna say be a bigger narcissist somehow like tell me I'm better than you no but I think with and this podcast and I think any of our podcasts because we really um we're different in our I think in our market and that we really dive into some of like the actionable like detailed steps so as you're listening to us you know like pause take notes um and and kind of write you know just get some notes down we don't expect you to memorize this but because this is really good media information and if you're already working with an agency like some of the terms we're throwing out there they're gonna recognize it and you're not gonna have to explain it the way I'm asking like you know in-depth questions that's for myself but hopefully also helping you know our listeners kind of understand um Google ads because I'm, you know, you know, it's just as foreign to me as it is to you. Uh, that's the way our business operates is Amanda is like, you know, Google ads certified. She's the genius. She's been working in this for forever, has giant agency experience, you know, managed millions of dollars in ad spend for people. And I just, I don't have any of that experience. So, um, so my point is this, these are really, really good good meaty actionable items to make sure that if you are running Google ads that you know you're running them as like highly optimized as possible. So Amanda, let's go over these five tips again um, or five mistakes to avoid uh, within Google AdWords and we're gonna try and we're gonna try and be succinct with it folks. We know we know we can be long long winded and detailed, but it's for your benefit though. <laughs> okay. Amanda, exactly. five costly mistakes to avoid in Google ads, ready, go. Stop overusing broad match. Switch as many keywords as possible to Number phrase. one. That's number one. Okay. Number two, <laughs> use landing pages. Number Easy. three, check those search query reports and update your keywords and your negatives accordingly. Four, make sure you're using proper location settings. And five, maximize those extensions. I mean, you just make it all sound so easy. And I like, like, the oomph behind it, uh, you know, like some, like, the hand gestures that... A little stank into, like, behind the, it. A little stank, <laughs> a little something. Uh, thank you. That was amazing. Um, everyone, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we look forward to uh, sharing some more info on the next podcast. That was today's trade secret. Thanks for listening. Did you find this helpful? We're just getting started. Subscribe and don't miss our next reveal. 
Until next time.